it's time to talk hockey. Boston College Hockey has a huge game this weekend, and we're going to talk all about Jerry York's squad and whether they have what it takes to not only win Hockey East, but also take on the national championship. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. This is Locked On Boston College. On Location is the official hospitality partner of the NFL. It's the only place to score once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl tickets and experience package. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl On Location. On today's show, we're going to mix things up a little bit. We've been talking football nonstop. We've even, you know, been spicing it up with a little bit of basketball. But today, let's talk about what the bread and butter of BC Athletics Championships has been, and that's men's hockey. Men's hockey, we really haven't brought up all that much. And I need to preface this right away. If you're listening to this going, man, I hope AJ gets into the X's and O's and, and, and the line combos and all that good stuff, you're listening to the wrong podcast because I am not into X's and O's of hockey. I love watching hockey and I can tell you everything about the team and I can get into what they're doing well and what they're not doing well. But I can't tell you, oh, what they got to change is the four check and the third line needs to blah, blah, blah. But there is a lot to talk about. So first of all, has the season been successful for Boston College? It really hasn't. They're eight and five. You know, they're sliding down the ratings. They were 18th last time I had checked and they haven't been able to sustain any long uh, periods of success. You know, they'd win a couple games. Then it's like win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Even they played um, Maine a couple weeks ago and you're expecting them. They needed to get all four points. They tie him. So they had a big game on uh, Tuesday against Brown. A bi- uh, not a big game in, in per se as in, you know, they just needed a win. And they did exactly what they needed to. They won 5-2. Um, Mark McLaughlin, who's having a heck of a year, had five points along with Patrick Giles had five points. Colby Ambrosia and Nikito Nesarenko hit the real uh, the game the goals that put the the team over the edge at the end of the game. So Brown not very good. The three and eight they're near the bottom of the Ivy League. Um, so uh, sorry, not in Ivy League. Uh, their conference. I know it's not Ivy League. Um, but Boston College they improved to eight five and two. And what they have staring at them this weekend is Boston University. It's the battle. It's the battle of Com Ave. It's the huge. It's one of the biggest college hockey rivalries in the nation. It's two schools that have won, you know, multiple national championships. Won, you know, a, a disproportionate amount of hockey East titles. So these are two good teams. Now, both teams aren't playing very well. BU is six and nine. Boston College is eight and five. So both of these teams are going to need this. It's a one game. Uh, series this weekend. It's at uh, Gannis Arena, so it's on the road. You know, students will be there, so it's going to be pretty rowdy. And, you know, they haven't had a battle of Calm Ave with students in over two years, so this should be a big one. This should be something that um, I think fans are going to enjoy, and Boston College needs this win. You know, if Boston College is already falling behind in the Hockey East race. They are currently fifth in the conference behind Providence, UMass Lowell, Mass, UMass, and Northeastern. They are already six points behind Northeastern, and that's a huge gap. Now, 
seeding is is one thing. Like winning national, uh, you know, regular season titles. BC's done that for years. They you, you want to win the tournament. So if they don't get first, they don't win the the regular season titles. Sure, that stinks. You want to see them do that, but want we'll to see them start to improve. And they got a lot of young players on this team uh, that I think need to start playing better. But they've also got a lot of talent. I mean. Mark McLaughlin's having a great year. Jack McBain is one of the best players in the country right now. And in terms of play, he's third in the Hockey East um, scoring with 17 goals. And, uh, sorry, nine goals, 11 assists for Jack McBain. So you have a you have a top-end scorer. You have some good scores behind him with like McLaughlin, Nikita Nazarenko. You need good play from your goalie. I think that's another issue that Boston College has been hit with this year. They have Eric Dopp, the transfer from Bowling Green. He is currently 11th in the conference in terms of goals allowed average with 2.65. So he's not doing what you want out of your goalie. So he's he's got to do a lot better at that. You know, His goals allowed, he's allowed up 24. That's quite a bit. His save percentage is real low. So goalie has been a bit a big issue for Boston College. You 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 know you've gone from years of the Thatcher Demko's, John uh, uh, Wall, Spencer Knight to a goalie that's near the bottom. And you know when you get into those big games, when you when you are battling good teams, goalies can win it for you. They can take over games. We saw it with Spencer Knight. He he did it himself at times. Boston College is needs needs Dop to stand up or they need to go to Henry Wilder or you know some of their other freshmen are are, are guys on the bench. So but hockey, they're playing well. They're not playing well enough yet. There's no way you can look at this hockey team and say that they're a national contender right now. There's too many issues going on. They're not playing well enough. They gotta start playing better. And beating BU, that's a good win. Get them better, you know, a little bit up in, you know, get those two points. That's all you need out of this weekend. Two points, a win against your rival, you're starting to feel good about yourself. So Good luck to Boston College this weekend as they face off against the Terriers. Jerry York will continue to look to add to his massive wins um, title that he has. I mean, he's, you know, really racking up uh, all those all those wins. So, big win against Brown. Hopefully another win. Get four points this week. You're starting to build on something. So, hopefully that's what the Eagles will do. Now, in a moment, we're going to chat about... Some news that came out about football that I think nationally that I think is going to be really interesting, and it has to do with the National Signing Day. We'll talk a little bit about what that could mean to Boston College. Let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your your seats, exact seats, and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college art stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, Akbar, Jamala Amala, and more. Plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolf Yang Park. Visit on locationexp.com slash sb56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's on locationexp.com slash Super Bowl 56 or search Super Bowl on location. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. 
With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite right now through the end of the year. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That again is netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. This is locked on Boston College. AJ Black here. Now, over the over on Wednesday evening, there was some interesting college football news coming out, and we're going to go over these over the next two segments that uh, Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated reported on, uh, talking to various um, commissioners and the uh, the NCAA head uh, during some of the meetings that they had over the last day. Now, first of all, the big news was uh, Bruce Bowlesby, the pack, uh, sorry, the Big Twelve commissioner, talked about. The, the interest in their committee of moving ahead to eliminate the early signing period for college football. Now, if you're not aware, this is how college football recruiting works, right? So right now, recruits can commit. Now, you if you follow along with me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC, you can see me at, you know, some kids will, you know, they'll put up the graphic that they committed. That is not binding. That's just saying that they have a spot that they're hoping to have on that team. They're telling that coaching staff that they're going to commit to them and play for them later. Now, if you follow college football at all, you also know the decommitments from those happen all the time because, again, they're not binding. And sometimes the shiny new object will pull them away from that commitment. So, per se, you have a kid. And let's just use Amari Jackson, for, for example. He's a Boston College commit. You know, he's going to be visiting Tennessee this weekend. Maybe Tennessee blows him away. Then he decommits. Now, there's about a week left until signing period. He decides he's going to commit to Tennessee. On signing day, he puts pen to paper. Then he is binded to Tennessee. Now, there's all the transfer rules, and we're not going to get into that. But for, for for this conversation, that is how that works. Now, this early signing period has moved. It used to be at the end of January, there used to be just one day. And basically everyone would sign on that day and there would be, you know, some guys that would straggle along later, but for most part, like 95% of your class would be done. Now what they have is in early December, you have like 80% of the recruits they commit. So for Boston college per se, almost, I would say like 95% of their class would be done. They'd have all their kids signed on, and maybe they'll get another one by the late signing period, which used to be the early signing period <coughs> at the end of February. So this is how it is now. Now, what has this done to college football is is interesting because this changed in the last couple of years. You saw what you what you what you saw with coaching this year was a direct impact of because of the early signing period. You saw coaches like. Um, Ed Orgeron, for instance, get fired midway through the season. There was a couple other coaches. I just I don't have that in front of me, but you saw a uh, quite a few coaches get fired before the season even ends because now they want to make sure that they have the new coaching staff in place and ready to go for that early signing period. Because if you waited, for say, right, with this early signing period, say 
like if you don't if you're gonna run a whole search and you're gonna wait you're going up against it like you could still get your coach by that December 15th date or whenever early signing period that exact date is but you're still running the risk that you're gonna get a guy in say like December 13th or December 12th and that coach then has to keep that whole recruiting class together. And that is a hard thing because that coach no longer has his positional coaches. He doesn't have his coordinators yet. He's got to put his staff together. So it can set a program back. Now, if you remember with Jeff Halfley in 2020, that was like a bumper class. I think there were like maybe 12 to 15 kids in that class. It was really small. And he ended up grabbing a – like they they hired him pretty early in December. But he ended up having to hire some – I mean uh, – sign some and then he ended up getting most of his kids for the later signing period and that's what they're proposing to do they're proposing to push all of this back into january and february so that coaches can like they can finish the season and not not, that that you know ad's that are just tired of it are not going to just go and can coaches willy-nilly in the middle of a year because that's disruptive it doesn't really do all that much like you fire a coach and you're setting your program back. So this is a big this is a big deal for sports around the country. For Boston College, it I mean, it it will impact them a little bit because, you know, they if they're starting to 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 get some of those blue chippers, they're gonna have to close them at the end, you know, later on in the year too. So I could see them having some struggles with that, but the only thing I can think of that this really impacts BC is is this team now, they, they've got Halfley kind of locked in a little bit with that contract extension. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, this you know this, this early signing period has been beneficial for BC because as these other coaching staffs are going into you know a tailspin, it lets Jeff Halfley kind of sit back and go, ooh, there's a kid I wanted over there. I'm going to go after him. Or there's a kid over there. I'm going to go after him. We haven't seen that yet with this class. We, but we could see there's been some floaters around of some guys that they've been interested in that have been committed to other schools. But it, it it's going to change the landscape of college football regardless. It may not impact BC like, you know, in a way that could benefit them or hurt them. But in the end, well, it's just going to push this on more so that players are going to be waiting longer to make their decisions, and we'll wait until February or December. I mean January to get that now. If you are interested in college football recruiting, I hope you are checking out my work at BC Bulletin. Uh, Become a premium member. I have interviews coming up with a lot of 2023 guys. I've given you news on 2022. I've given you news on transfers. I want to keep that. Um, That's some like good guarded information I have. If you want to check that out, becoming a member only costs $1. I had been a little bit light on some of the pay stuff for the last couple weeks. I know I've been giving you the visitor lists and things like that. But BC usually takes, you know, the season off for recruiting. They don't really do a whole lot other than hosting the guys that they already got. So things are going to get escalating quick. They're going to start looking at 2023 guys. And I have all the news and I'm, I'm, I'm as hooked in as you can get. So head on over to BC Bolt and sign up there. You get direct access, access to me on our Discord channel. Uh, we have premium boards where I've been talking and giving nuggets on there. I have a nugget up there on Amari Jackson right now. Just hope you check it out. Now, in a moment... I'm going to talk about George Kalitkoff. I'm probably botching his name. The Pac-12 commissioner who brought up a scheduling uh, idea that I absolutely love. You're going to have to hear that in a moment. 
Now, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make delicious food? The short answer, they have access to the right kitchen tools. With Maiden's quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making quality food at home. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools. Maiden's cookware and kitchenware are used by thousands of the best chefs. I have their butcher knife, and I use it all the time when I cook during dinner. I am the, I am the cook in the black household, and I use their knife, and it, it's a game changer. It cuts beautifully. When I'm cutting vegetables, when I'm cutting meat, you gotta check out their work. It, it made in produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen, kitchen tools directly to you without the markup. Maiden products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. And right now, Maiden's offering our listeners 15% off their first order with promo code locked on. This is the best discount anywhere, available online for Maiden products. Go to maidencookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. Again, that's maidencookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on. It's a great gift for the holidays. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. On tomorrow's show, we're going to preview Boston College basketball as they face against face off against St. Louis, and we're going to have Clayton Truder, a Boston College graduate, come on to talk about his book, Loserville. It's an episode you're not going to want to miss. Now, I'm going to probably butcher this guy's name, and I apologize. I am. I mean, if you listen to you talk about uh, DJ Uagale all year, you know sometimes my, my pronunciation of names is brutal. And George Kalifkopf, the commissioner of the Pac-12 came out in his conversations today and he talked about the future of college football scheduling. And this has been a hot button topic for Boston college fans. As you've seen, you know, you know, different games that have been not that interesting come up on their schedule. And, you know, you look at their their scheduling games out 10 years in advance and you're just like, why, why are they scheduling games in 2035 at this point? And he, he, he acknowledged that he said, why are we scheduling games for 2035 and 2036 at this point? What point does that do? And what he saw not was just, not just complaining about the current system, but he brought back the Alliance. Now, if you remember the Alliance, the Alliance was the PAC 12, the big 10 and, and the ACC. And that was that kind of loose, non-legal binding group of teams that wanted to come together and do things as a group to battle the SEC. This happened back in August or July. Nothing really has come up of it since then. You've seen the SEC make some moves as they added Oklahoma and Texas, but the, the Alliance itself hasn't done anything. And this is the first time we've heard them talk about what they could do. And what Kalivkov wanted them to do is to start to think about changing the way college football scheduling happens. And he proposed that the Alliance leave a, that the the teams leave off one out of conference schedule week every year. And that in January, they kind of just come together and make new teams that they're going to play each year. And let me just say, 
So that would mean like an ACC team, say Boston College, you know, they played well and they finished, you know, third in the ACC that year. Then they could play the team that finished third in the Big Ten that year. Maybe that's um, Michigan State. That would be their game next year. Now, that could happen. And then maybe Boston College tanks the year after that. They finish 10th. And they end up playing Washington State the year after that. And there's a way that you could kind of do that so that kind of rotates that Boston College or any team is playing all the other teams of interest at, at, at different times. And what that would do for bigger teams, say Ohio State, you know, it would keep Ohio State and Clemson on their same schedule, or Ohio State and Ohio- Oregon. It keeps those fresh, like, really good matchups up so that the teams in the alliance get their bid into the playoffs going forward. For me, I love this. I, I absolutely love this idea because it would get Boston, it would get fresh matchups every year. You're not going to have Boston College scheduling Missouri or scheduling Kansas or scheduling, you know, Purdue. Every year, and those are like the teams that you're looking forward to every year. You're getting some exciting new matchups on there, right? You could get Boston College and UCLA. You could get Boston College and USC or Michigan State or Michigan. And, and, and it gives you that flexibility to add exciting teams. And how exciting would it be if you don't know going into January who the schedule is going to be next year? Like right now, we can look 10 years in advance and already know who most of the teams are going to play. BC is going to play. But maybe those, you know, maybe the the alliance scraps most of those games, gets them off of the schedule, and then adds this new caveat that allows them to to have the flexibility to schedule each other. This would be fun. This has got this is this is what the alliance could do if they start to really buckle down, if they start to think of outside the box. And I love it. I think this is an awesome opportunity for all the reasons I just stated, for the for the flexibility, for the uniqueness, for giving those three conferences a leg up in the playoff standings. It, it, it does everything. It's going to give them more money. It's going to get more eyeballs on them. It, it, it's, it's good new thinking, and I love what they were saying about this. And, you know, it'll reward a team like Boston College. Say, like, no, no, not even you say, it's not even use Boston College right now. It'll reward a team like Wake Forest right now, right? So Wake and Pitt, the two teams that no one really expected to be the t- the the class of the ACC, like think about what they could get next year, right? So if they had the system in place where they could play, you could get Pitt versus Ohio State next year, which for Pitt fans would be insane. They would love that, and it would be a great test. I know they won't have Kenny Pickett, but you know you could kind of consider that. But it's a reward for those teams to like get a marquee matchup. And, and, and get up there. So, uh, you know, it, it brings up a lot of different fun things. It's almost like relegation almost, you know what I mean, in, 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 in soccer, where you play poor, you end up with Rutgers. You play well, you could be playing uh, USC out in Los Angeles. So there's a lot of different things different things to think about. Again, he was just spitballing. This is nothing in, in, in writing. And there's lots of, I'm sure there's lots of bureaucracy, television deals, and things that are going to make that really hard to do. If you're going to win, you you know, you don't see the SEC making excuses. Figure it out. So this is AJ Black on tomorrow's show. Make sure you check us out. Uh, if you like our podcast, subscribe to us at Locked on, uh, BC on Twitter. You can check me out at Twitter on AJ Black underscore BC. I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Check out my work there as well. Hope you all have a great Thursday and see you again soon. Take care, everyone.